Hello, and on today's Super Ad MMA show, we talk about the Poirier Hooker main event. We talk about many of the things in and around that event. We also get on to talk about Gina Carano getting naked, Cindy Bandla having started the fans account on Championship coming back, John Jones having an interest fighting the UFC, Sean O'Malley's claims about Reebok, and much, much more. Please stay tuned. Welcome to this week's edition of Jack and Mel's Super Rad MMA Show. I'm Jack Aaron Stoops, as always, joined by my brother Mel Brown. What is happening, Mel? Not a lot is happening. I like how you rolled the R there. Oh, thank you very much. That's uh, GCSE Spanish. A bit of flair going. I could never do it. And then I'd end up doing it by accident. But never could intentionally (laughs) rule the R's. So what is the crack? Just living life waiting for i don't know the next big change i suppose for us is brazilian jiu-jitsu is back thank fuck uh on the 17th although um just while driving home there uh big arlene was on the radio uh who no one will know unless you're from here um saying that apparently contact sports training at grassroots and up can take part today from today so sort of like does that include us uh, i'm not sure but hopefully so hopefully, um yeah. anybody out there who does not do brazilian jiu-jitsu or has not at least experienced it stop being a bitch yeah uh, you're you're missing out it's life-changing shit cannot wait to get back um do you know what i watched for the first time at the weekend not the weekend that was the weekend i watched dirty dancing for the first time classic i fucking loved it man swayze I'm not too ashamed. That's that's a handsome man right there. Was a handsome man, not so much anymore. Well, no, no, he's a teary bread now, isn't he? He's been for a while, a bit gloopy, probably. I would say it's past that. It's been a few years, but yeah. I don't know how soundtracks. You Hungry Eyes is ah. Oh. Hungry Eyes. It's the wee. Uh, song. It's like the wee chime piano. Ding 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 ding. ding. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh. Right now, you're gonna you're gonna get me googling. How long does it take for a body to decompose? Like, what stage is Swayze? Is he Swayze soup by now? Or Right, let's see. Well, when did he die? Let's figure that out first. I don't know. I'm going to say he's been dead a while. I'm going to say more was than five years. Was he one of the years. 2016? Was he one of the, 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 you know, that year where all of the... Oh, yeah, they all popped up. All of them popped. He died in 2009. So yeah, I told, yeah, I thought it was a while ago. It's yeah. actually 11 years ago. So let's see. How decomposed can you get in 11 years? I really hope there's no relatives of his listening. Right, okay. I'm going to say there's not. uh, Let's see. All I can find is the early stuff here, um, like, which he's well past, so. Like, he has some filmography. He really does. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Ghost. Making that sexy pottery. Um, Yeah. Point Break. Come on. Point Break's a great film. Let's see. So one month after death, the body starts to liquefy. Oh, yes. So he is... We are at dry remains now. We are at bones. Bones. Bone broth. That's where we're at. Bone broth. But, yeah, no, great actor. Also played a great role in uh, Donnie Darko. Oh, shit, yeah, he is in Donnie Darko. He's the teacher in that. I completely forgot about it. It's a great film. 
Yeah. Great film. Um, you know what I've been watching? I haven't finished it yet, but I'm watching the Netflix series on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, The Last yes. Dance. Yeah, it is, it's amazing. It is exceptionally good, and I have zero interest in basketball, but it is cool to see, like... I think I'm on episode six out of ten. It's cool to see like the mindset of like an alpha winner. Yeah, he's like basically a sociopath essentially. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. but I think you have to be to be that like yeah. that successful. Um, <clears throat> also, like just maybe mention it that uh, there was a kid went missing in Belfast. Um, it was big news. I haven't seen something like that in a long time. He went missing for was it four days or something. He was seen on his bike and then seen cycling naked on his bike. And then mm. his body turned up, unfortunately, a couple of days. Well, yesterday, yeah. I think. In a drain or something. So bizarre. I wonder um, if we're ever going to find out what happened. I doubt you will, but f- from hearing from a few people, um, I don't think that's quite the whole story, but... No. Nah. But I think you wish to share. <laughs> Not on air. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Well, I will speak to you off air because I am massively curious. But anyway, on the more positive things, but thoughts with our family, with the family, obviously. Mm. Um, the prelims, not much to talk about. Uh, Kay Hansen, good performance for... See, someone uh, had an outrageously large bet on her. Yeah, 30 grand or something. On a 20-year-old debut. And Ballsy. met her. Yes, so at, at the airport. Cool moment. Um, yeah, good for her. You know, newcomer got a submission win. Looked okay. Yeah, um, long way to go, but she is twenty, so to be expected. Kama worthy pulling the upset. Yeah, that was. Let's say I didn't know where, but that's Pena's game. He's the ground think- guy there. He was expected to get worthy out of there with a submission well that's what I was going to say is I think that we both predicted submission the other way round being the the well, more did, likely it did, outcome well, it, did, it did look very likely right up until it didn't, it didn't. yeah um, good for Kamworthy facing some adversity I think that that's a fight that moving forward could be beneficial for him you know in the long run uh, in terms of mindset yeah um, well that's a second sort of big underdog win he's had so um be interesting to see where he goes with that um Pena looked fine looked good up until like I just said up until he didn't um you know who looked great Tanner Bozer. Bozer yeah um yeah he looked great um if he can keep developing I mean I tweeted about it, and I mean, you could end up looking stupid down the line, but future contender? Possibly. I Definitely just, possibly. I just, I like the way he moves. Oh, um, that's, a, that's a sexy sounding. That is. I like the way he moves. I mean, he's he's not young, I don't think. Well, I mean, he he's is for heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I was going to say. For heavyweight, he's young. He's also Canadian, which means he's instinctively going to be lovely. You know, obviously lost to Cyril Game was the one yeah, I remember I mean, seeing last. But that's what I was going to say is that's another guy that, dare you say, contender, you know. They could um, meet again. They could well meet again. So, 
uh, yeah, I definitely think there's enough there um, um, to be excited about, for sure. Yeah. I have no idea why Felipe Lins is uh, even doing this, to be honest. He's the dude who won the, the million at the PFL. Yeah. And is now is... in getting iced on the prelims of a... Not a great card for probably peanuts compared to that. Well, I don't know if he even knows why he's doing it because I saw <coughs> his mum um, massively against it and he, he he was off to a pretty good run at the very start of his career. I think he was 4-0 and or something and, you know, getting paid $50 and his mum mm. was like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. So he left and then went back and then took the PFL thing and then, yes, won the million dollars at that and then... His mum apparently finally accepted it and whatever, and it just sounds like he's sort of been one foot in, one foot out, you know. It was a bad loss, like uh, Bozer hit, yeah. clipped him bad, and it was all about the the was it like the flying downward pimp hand, yeah, <laughs> like on the ground. But uh, I really like Bozer. Uh, I thought he came off really well in his uh, post fight interview, and he came off really well in the press. Where he essentially shut down a move to to light heavyweights. Well, like, just one. Why you? T- why you know? Why are you telling talking me? Talking about pimp handing, there was one of the more unique techniques I've ever seen. Was Dustin Poirier through, like, uh, was it a right hand and then like instantly into like a back, like a back fist, almost yeah. like a slap, but like super effective. I was like, I dig it. Just uh, two pimp slaps in one night. Um, yeah, uh, the next fight of remote interest was Brendan Allen looked good against Kyle uh, Lucas, but a lot of injuries, I think, for Brendan Allen coming out of that fight. Yeah, apparently he's like... His face s- is fucked. Face is fucked, yeah. Smashed up his nose and a couple of places. Dawkus looked super game for, you know, UFC debut. Um, Brendan Allen needs to, I don't know, sharpen up on the feet a bit if he's going to move forward. Uh, yep. Guy who looked great on the feet, uh, Takashi Sato. Yes, went as them. went as expected. In fairness, you know, all play fair play to Jason Witt for stepping in last last minute. But I think a, a, you know Bisping even called it. You know, he's known for his one two and bam, big right straight, put him out. Um, Julian Arosa as well. Late notice coming in, taking yep. Sean, Woodson. Sean Woodson's top the fuck out of him. That he was a big underdog, and Woodson that was a great fight. Like I don't, obviously it's hard to say you lose, you don't lose anything when you when you know you do lose, especially Woodson losing the undefeated record. But I thought Woodson looked great, and I think in the matchmakers' eyes and you know public perception, I don't think he really takes a step back with that. I thought he looked. Just- Good. Yeah, it was a beautiful Darce choke, my my favourite. Um, I mean the the Woodson fight. I think I was what was the last one? Was it the Kyle, Kyle Bosnak? He fought. Yeah. Um, His boxing's whew. slick. Yeah, super slick. Um, great win by Arusa. Um, and yeah, the matchmakers have a lot for both those guys now because I think you know Woodson young to the UFC. Um, Arusa's back in the UFC. Arusa back. Yeah. So you know, I think both those guys have. You know, more options now. Um, oh yeah, but Arosa, I think that's kind of the level that he's at. You know, yeah, you know, beat guys like this, and you know, tough. I think he's the guy that you know you beat someone like that, and you get your fringe fifteen guy. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's his role at this stage. But I really like Julian Arosa, cool guy. 
Um, cool main event. I was surprised. Whoa, whoa, whoa. By sh- we can't sorry. just can't just jump to the cool main. Oh, not cool main. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I misread the, the list there. Um, I was surprised the commission let Jean Flante uh, fight um, in the later trimesters of his pregnancy. You dirty bitch. It's my tweet. Was it? Yeah. I actually swear to fuck I didn't say it. That was genuinely what I tweeted. Uh, I don't know, late Friday, early Saturday. I did not. I Nearly word for I word. Didn't see it. Nearly word That's for word. That's hilarious. Like, Although not shocking, but yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. he was brutal, fat as fuck. He really was. Um, this fight was about as terrible as I think we thought it would be. Maurice Green doesn't have good fights, and John Volante somehow manages to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory a lot. Yes, that is very true. Um, he needs, to, I don't know, Volante, Volante to me needs to go. I, I don't think he's at this level. I think the move to heavyweight is not a good one, especially the way he's done it. If he had to come in at like 230, you mm. know, big, but no, just looked like he discipline had gone. A big, you know, he should have won, should have put him away. Big, heavy leg kicks, dropped him. But the submission was cack. You know, if you're an elite fighter, you sh- shouldn't be getting caught with what an arm triangle from back. Yeah. Like yeah. that, it was as much, he was just, he was just shagged. He just wanted out of there. He, he did. Shot his wad. Green is another guy I don't think will last long in the UFC either. No, I've been saying it the whole time. He's just... He's not good enough. He's like... He's had a... Sh- you know... Was he 4-2 and two in the UFC now? Like he's, he's had a run. Um, yeah. But, but he, loses the, like- yeah, he loses the guys who are in any way decent. I yeah. like the... The Bozer call out of Green. Give me that fight. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I, I, I respect that call out. And um, Volante... I don't know. <clears throat> Bellator the PFL. PFL be a good fit. Co-main event, Platinum Mike Perry beat the piss out of Mickey Gall. Um, a couple of things this was going to happen. Yeah, but there's a couple of things to note about this. So first of all, did you notice the two horrific traits that Mike Perry had that I don't think I've seen from him before, specifically to do with boxing? Um, he was throwing from the hip a lot. He was throwing from that below, and his his right is when he was throwing his right. It was like a weird shot. Oh yeah, like a weird looping right. His boxing technique was pretty appalling. But he looked thick. He did, but here's the thing: Did you not notice how many times he crossed his feet? Yes, I was actually thinking that the footwork is just his, gone. His footwork was non-existent. I I can't think of a time where I've literally been drawn to someone's footwork in such a negative way. He was he, crossing his feet. Is All lucky he was fighting about the only guy he could get away with that <clears throat> against. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall seems like Pish. a good personality, but he's not there. Um, I know he's a black belt in BJJ now, but like that ground game in MMA is severely overrated. Uh, Perry put it on him everywhere. Yep, I was surprised to see him initiating the grappling exchanges, taking him down. How crazy is it that they're the same age? <clears throat> I know. Mike Perry seems like 150 years older. Yeah. But like I think there's this perception that Mickey Gall's like 22 or something. 
And if he was, you know, his upside would be a lot better. But he's, I just don't think... The guys he beats in the UFC aren't in the UFC anymore. Any of them. And we can discount CM Punk because that shouldn't count as a UFC win. Yeah, that's fair. I just... He loses to anyone remotely close to sniffing the top 25. Yeah. Shouldn't be there. Um, and that's, you know, that's not me bashing him. It's just the the reality. I think he would have a more successful career at a different level. Uh, Mike Perry beat the fuck out of him on the ground, on the feet, with terrible footwork, terrible boxing. Uh, he's a purple belt in the ground. I think Mike Perry's ground game is slightly underrated, to be honest. But without yeah. any coaching, <laughs> without... He said he sparred twice. He obviously got zero advice the whole time through. Like, this is a bad one for Gull. Um, I think he'll get another chance. But, yeah, not good. Perry, meh. I mean, didn't didn't look great, but won everywhere. Um, needs a team ASAP, but he admitted as much, essentially. Uh, big talk of him going to ATT, where I think is a is a good fit for him. Um, still think he's a guy who's fringe top 15. Um, I can't imagine much more from that from him ever, really. But he's entertaining. Like, you got to love him. you got to love watching him fight. Uh, but I thought this fight all around was sloppy. Not great. Yep. I, uh, <clears throat> I would agree with that. Uh, so... The main event was Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker, and terrible fight. I think, Boring. Oh, worst fight ever. Um, I think we it's said just like last every week, other Poirier fight. Yeah, well, we said last Dull. week this fight was guaranteed to be chaos, and it sure fucking delivered. Um, both fighters had their moments, but for me, this was a a clear Dustin Poirier victory. Yep. Um, his boxing is fucking ridiculous. He's so good. He does what our coach Andy. Uh, when we were training for our fights last year mentioned a lot and, and had us do a lot of when you're throwing you're finishing combinations with bent arm shots so hooks and uppercuts you're leaving essentially the elbow up for defense did you notice he was doing that a lot rolling the shoulders yep. bringing the elbows up so if hooker was you know couldn't hook round him and if he was throwing straight punches he was punching bone yeah um don't see a lot of guys doing that um Hooker kicked the shit out of his out of Poirier's legs. Yeah, um, that'll hurt. Um, Dan Hooker, as much as his online personality isn't great, you can't bash him as a fighter. Um, the only issue with with Hooker seems to be that he gets off to good starts and fades. Yeah, he gets overtaken. I think Felder did that to him as well, but he just he built up too much of a lead. Um, and Poirier just had too much in those later rounds um, and looked that was a great fight great fight I don't know how people had had it scored for Hooker personally um, I thought it was pretty clear cut Poirier beat him and that's about it really yeah I'd say him Poirier beat, beat the shit out of him um, I think there was a couple of moments I think it was the end of the second where Hooker had Heard Poirier, the, if, if there was thirty, the cage, yeah. yeah, if there was thirty seconds left, that fight could have got stopped. But I, I would, if 
depending on what way the rest lightweight's going to play out, I think you could easily rerun that. You could do, but... I, Why would you if you're Poirier? I yeah, get that. But I think the fight is Tony. Dustin and Tony. Or yeah. you do Dustin and Nate. Uh, Dustin beats the shit out of Nate Diaz. Yeah, it would be Dustin, brutal. Dustin Tony is a great fight, which makes sense. You know, both guys would need a, a win over a big name to, you know, no offense to Dan Hooker, but Poirier coming off the Habib loss, beating Dan Hooker isn't going to get you a title shot. It just sort of gets you back in the mix. Yeah. Um, and Tony would need to beat someone with a name like Dustin Poirier to get yep. back in there. So, I agree with that. Um, it's definitely, yeah. it's right up there with fight of the year for me. Um, I think I preferred this fight over Justin and Tony simply because it was more back and forward competitive whereas you know justin and tony was super entertaining but it did devolve into justin beating the shit out of him for a prolonged period yep um it was tremendous i think that you're right though i think that tony's the next fight um dustin's just such a dude he's just the nicest guy in the world he really is like i just there's very few fighters come off better than him i tweeted about this he is Classy in victory, handles defeat well, always says, you know, the right things. It's, it comes off genuine, does loads of charity work. Um, it'll be auctioned off his fight kit, so if you're interested in that, go check it. I think he does it through eBay. Um, and just seems to be, like, a great family guy. Um, just He just always comes off good. And I see it's nice that the UFC are now... See their new award, the Forrest Griffin Community Award or something. So he's the first recipient of that for, I don't know, exceptional or outstanding work in his community, which says a lot about the guy. Yeah, makes sense. Um, So with no card to preview, because the next one obviously is UFC 251. But but it's a big one. I know. So next week's episode is going to be a full breakdown of that. So make sure you have liked, shared, subscribed left reviews done everything you can to help grow this glorious podcast um yes obviously full breakdown next week um but this week quite a little bit of uh odds and ends and news so uh let's start off with the ladies section of the news um former ufc fighter cindy dandois starts only fans account after she lost her gym to due to covid19 this is fucking tragic yeah how shit is that that's like oh my gym's closed because of covid that's one step above like that's one step of like yeah i'm a stripper now i'm hooking yeah (laughs) it really isn't far it's definitely not far away from stripping like yeah obviously girl power independent people do what you want etc etc but it's shit that like it's come to that yeah it's a come to that and b it's also a weird world that it's just like Oh, well, do you know what I could do? I could just do that. It's not an option for dudes. No, no, it is not. No. <laughs> like, if I can't pay my mortgage, I can't just start an OnlyFans. Yeah, but I'll just get my Well, I could. Out. I could, but it mightn't generate the same sort of revenue. It's definitely not covering a mortgage payment. No, no. It might get you a Burger King or something, though, once in a while. Whoa. You know what? If I if I could get a Burger King a month from an OnlyFans page, I'd do it. <laughs> Well, we, we obviously, we should start the Jackamel Super Ad MMA uh, OnlyFans. Yeah. We have talked about it before. 
It has been, yeah. What would uh, what would you want to see? What what could we offer? Yeah, let us know. Um, so in the in a same vein, but for different reasons, Gina Carano has posed nude. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, best looking female MMA fighter ever. Um, oh, hands down. But done in quote unquote tasteful fashion. Tasteful so nudes. It was like a high fashion shot. I'm uh, surprised that it's remained on Instagram. You would have thought they were like, whoa, titty alert. Get that down. I think they're kind of like... Ah, tasteful. Tasteful titties. Out. Yeah. But... You How know, tasteful are you, titties? And they've probably got like a sliding scale. Like, <laughs> that with, it, the, with the hard eyes one? It just makes it... They're like, how visible are the nips? And then that's a big deciding factor. If I those nips that, are just in your face, that shit's coming that down. that actually is pretty much how... Oh, yeah, you can get away with like... Side boob, under boob, cleavage. But see if you get the nip out. That is, when, that is when shit gets unacceptable. Game over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fair play. Um, the, it has broken the internet, um, as they say. Uh, which is unsurprising. She's had a massive following for a long time. But She's doing great. Her. Great in Hollywood. No, she's absolutely super big actor. Left the, the, the small world of MMA behind. So, every fighter who's defeated Paul Felder has gone on to lose their next fight, uh, and that happened again. So, that happened to, obviously, Dan Hooker. Yeah, the curse is real. It seems to be. There's a lot of that in MMA. <coughs> yeah. I am. Um, he just needs a title shot. He does. And then when Habib beats him. You'll just have a queue of guys. I want him Break next. The curse. I want him yeah. next. So, uh, one championship MMA fights to resume next month. Um, Good. No, well, we'll see how long it lasts for. Because Apparently, they are up to, yeah, up like to their eyeballs in debt. Literally, like a billion dollars. Um, I just want to see TRT Vitor. Just one more time. One more just, time. One last ride. To the just tits. to the tits. So uh, there's a drive-in MMA event happening in England where fans are going to watch from their cars, um, which is, I think, Contenders MMA um, for a doubleheader event. It's a cool idea. Like, uh, why not, I suppose, in the, because in the current you climate? Because see shit. No, How many so cars have, currently have, like, sunroofs you can get out so, on? No, so they have a raised platform, screens, and then you tune your radio in. To the broadcast. So you can, you know what's better than that? Getting an iPad and sitting in your car. Or yeah, I'll tell you what's you better know, than that? Getting an iPad and sitting in your freaking living room. Yeah, but you know what? Something a bit different and I oh, respect whatever. them doing it. Like, it might not be for you. You know what's a bit different? Eating a shit sandwich, but I wouldn't want it. No, that's true. But you can understand why some people would. They like different things. Nah, um, I think it's cool because like one day you'd be able to be like, I want to do a drive-in MMA event. And nah, it's one, it's one step away from... The car circle with the lights just fighting in the middle of the cars. Did you see what the fucking scumbags did to Liverpool? Oh, just trashed the joint after Completely they won Completely trashed after they won the league. It was absolutely disgusting. It's like, how difficult is it to just pick up your shit after you? I think Liverpool should probably be only fair that they're stripped of their title for it. Well, you would think that as a dirty Man United fan. Look, I'm about integrity. And if that is how you behave in victory, well, that's the uh, fan base. But still, I, I, you know, 
lump yeah, it all together. Yeah, because the United fan base aren't known for being completely no. fucking... We're not. We're, really? We're like 90% Asian and 10% from London. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're high class. <clears throat> so, uh, John Jones, no interest in fighting for the UFC, prepared for a long holdout. We don't want to get into this fully, because if you missed it, we talked about this last week, and I think the week before. Um, but it seems to be furthering his stance that he's sort of said no like we're not we're not doing it if, until they give me what i want so fair play to john jones because he's making a stand and hitting the ufc in one of the only ways that he can yeah um yeah like i mean we don't want to talk about it every week but i think this is ultimately a good thing um he is one of the few guys with with some big time sway, um, John Jones not fighting will hurt your promotion, whether you like him or not. That is very, very true. Um, sorry, I just got Bramston Pickle on my sofa. Ooh, Bramston Pickle? Mm-hmm. Love what? some Bramston Pickle. I quite enjoy it in a sandwich. What are you having it with? I had like a little snack pack that had some uh, some cheese and Bramston Pickle. Like cheese sticks. It's basically like wedges of cheese. Mm, fair enough. Haven't it had Bronson Prickle in a long time. It is great stuff. Great stuff. Mm. Um, Sean O'Malley claims Reebok made a million dollars off his merch, and he got three grand. I am shocked by this. I am a little bit. I didn't think it really? would be that. I didn't think it would be that big a split. Really? I did. Like Sean O'Malley is not. He is known to like us you know the the mma fan base he's not a global no i'm not shocked by his lack of cut i'm shocked by how much money reebok made off sean o'malley if that mm. makes sense it was his gear is it looks good you know i could see how it sold well um but i don't know like i don't know where he's pulling you know where's he getting those numbers from it could be an estimation or whatever, but I think the point is that the split, like everything, it seems to be with the UFC fighters, the split doesn't seem doesn't seem there. Speaking of Reebok, the the deal is up um, next year. Is it? No, I think it's closer than that. Um, apparently, it is either going to be there was three. Uh, I can't remember who they were. I think it was like Under Armour. Adidas and Venom. Do you remember Venom? Oh, I'd be good if Venom got it. Uh, it would be kind of nice to have like an actual combat sports brand, you know, because they're one of the ones who got pretty close to being wiped out when the UFC were like, "No, you can't wear, can't wear their stuff anymore." I think I've fought in Venom gear both fights, you know. Yeah, I have Venom gloves, and I think my shin guards are Venom as well. Yep. Um. Yeah, they make good stuff. They do. Um, I just can't wait to, to change it up. I'm just bored and never liked the Reebok stuff. I think it's lacked creativity. It's always looked kind of crap. It went from the white and the black to the Power Ranger colors to the chalk stain shorts, and that's yeah. all we've had. I just don't think yeah, there's... Yeah. And the, the fight kit stuff, I... I have never seen anyone wearing one. I would have no desire to ever buy one. They just... It's never looked good. 
I think they've they started, you know, ironically just at the end of the agreement to get slightly better with you know stuff like the Sean O'Malley stuff, but I don't know. Evidently not. No. So uh, Dustin Poirier footed the bill at a restaurant uh, for ESPN 12 watchers uh, in his hometown of Lafayette. So not much to comment on other than what a nice guy. What a nice guy. Just uh, giving back to his community. I think the whole thing was about supporting local, um, especially coming out of the the pandemic. So good for him doing more of what he always does. What a wonderful human. Uh, Last piece of news. Rodrigo, or sorry, Rogerio uh, Nagara is uh, going to end his 19-year MMA career by completing the trilogy with Shogun Hua on Fight Island. Love this. This um, fight is amazing. I am a massive fan of both of these gentlemen, and especially Shogun. I kind of hope that Shogun would uh, bring the curtain down as well. Although, sadly, this is a fight which should and deserves to be in Brazil. Yes. Yeah, that is That's true. The, it's the only downside of this. You'd like to see them off in Brazil. Two legends. Home crowd. But apart from that, perfect. If these guys are going to fight, these are the guys they should be fighting. I don't see how Nogueira wins. Last one was close. We fought fairly recently, within the last 2015. few years. Was that five years ago already? Yeah. Um, yeah, Shogun definitely has less miles on him than Nogueira at this point, but and I would say just slapped by Ryan Spam. That's true, but, but did draw with Paul Craig. Yeah, that is true. Neither of those are great. It's the what this is why it's the right fight. Uh, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like it's exactly who they should be fighting. Um, yeah, I think Shogun should be should be the favorite going into that but yeah it's the right fight and i hope that shogun also glides away into the sunset he is a young man for like the miles on his body like the dude shogun yeah he's like 37 or something ridiculous yeah 38 (laughs) yeah you would have thought he was 47 and when you look at the list of names he's fought like jeez Akihiro Gano, Overeem, Mark Coleman, Brandon. Fans, fans who came to the game in the Connor era have missed out and don't appreciate how good Shogun Hua was. Well, even if you look at who he's lost to, right? Ovin Simpro, right? Which was, you know, that was the sort of, that transition point of Hua where he went from being world beater to starting to yeah you know starting to turn a bit miles catching up etc lost to Dan Henderson which is Dan fucking Henderson lost to Chael Sonnen who obviously has never lost a round so mm. um lost to Alexander Gustafson Dan Henderson John Jones Leo Machida Forrest Griffin and he Mark didn't Coleman. lose to Machida no I one know. can tell me that he lost that fight to Machida and Hanada Subral so like all of those names are Legends the, of the sport. It's in the some names way. he has beat: Cyborg yep. Santos, Akihiro Gono, Rampage a couple of times. Coleman, uh, Randleman, Little Nog. He knocked out Overeem twice. Ricardo Arona, uh Cyril Diabate. He beat Kevin Randleman, who's about to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like you said, uh, Machida, Liddell, Coleman knocked out Forrest Griffin. Like, yeah, beast. 
What a career. What a so, career. <clears throat> just before we get on to uh, the listener questions, right, I saw a thing from a couple of weeks ago. I just thought it, because we don't have a card breakdown, it might be a good thing to talk about. Study finds almost half of all MMA fighters use marijuana. Now, there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. One, does this statistic surprise you? And two, what are your thoughts on this in terms of performance enhancement and etc., etc.? I don't think it's surprising. That nearly half? Yeah. I, I find say, that quite surprising. Not nearly say half like, of people smoke weed. No, but I would say like who is attracted to being a professional fighter are often guys from the fringes of society who like super creative people, people who, you know, against counterculture, against the norm. I, I could, yeah, 50% seems high, but it's not overly shocking. Um, and as a benefit for, like, what do you mean, like, as a PD? Yeah. Or, like, what are your thoughts? Should it be legal for them? Absolutely. I, to, I think, don't show up high on fight night. But apart Why? from... <laughs> I just don't think you should be impaired at all in, on fight night. Um, and But apart from that, fair game. I think use it to chill out, use it to recover. It, you know, it has lots of positives. Um, I think weed's one of those things that, like, it's not for everybody. But if it's good for you, then there's no reason not to. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I uh, I occasionally partake, used to partake on the daily. Um, not not no more. But uh, you know, I definitely can see why fighters be attracted to it. And I think one of the sides of training for a fight that people, I think, due public perhaps don't understand is how repetitive and demanding it is to train two or three times a day five or six days a week mm. or you know it, it just to have something to go home where you know obviously it's as much a, it's as much a mental break yeah that's what i was going to say is like the thing is that like obviously alcohol would tend to be a good one for most people you know you have mm. a beer or two but in that instance you have the caloric side of things you have the you know the physiology side of things as we're weed you know they can smoke a spliff go to bed wake up the next day yeah, and you're fine. train you know so i think i can understand why i think I, I i do believe that everybody needs an escape you know yeah. whether it be a drink once in a while but i think that i think that's healthy i think you see a lot of these fighters who maybe deprive you know as it's part of that like oh i'm ultra disciplined and they have to be but maybe to a fault and then when they you know finish a fight or bounce out of camp then the shit hits the fan you know they're up to no good or they balloon up and wait you know because there is no outlet i think weed's probably about as safe and as healthy an outlet as you could possibly have probably during a fight camp because it doesn't have the negative effects of yeah other recreational drugs or like you said you know the caloric effect of and, and the other shitty effects the hangover and whatnot of alcohol 
Um, people can escape using what junk food, you know, cheating on your diet. But I mean, that'll catch up. So, um, I th- I don't think it should be. Yeah, like I said, other than fight night, I don't think it should be policed at all. No, it's a funny one too with weed because, like, in my own experience, you know, when you're doing it a lot, um, it started to affect my mental clarity and my mental well-being. And it's funny because I spent a long time there in worse a place than I thought. And then any time I got high, it just didn't make me feel the way it used to. Mm. And then now, like, I don't mind it again because you're freer or something or in a better place. I think well, the running has been massive for that, to be honest. Yeah, I, well, I think it's like well, all those things, you know, that old cliche, everything in moderation. Um, I've not been a big user ever i think you know only ever here and there but my opinion of it is it's like how other people would have a beer you know yeah i'm not a drinker so it's like unless you're on that copperberg unless i'm on the copperberg but even then like i have like two of those and then the sugar gets you yeah um but yeah it's like a treat you know it's that nice buzz without the hangover yeah and if you do it right and i think i mean i was fairly ignorant to it and you caught me up to speed a while ago with it all i think it's one of those things it's not just like weed weed isn't just weed there's so many strains and variants yeah. that like you have to find what works for you yeah now i haven't had a bad experience with it um like you said i think when you were heavily using it did it wasn't yeah. a great experience but i mean i think that's like everything you know yeah you get too drunk get too drunk for me it was more like uh but i enjoyed it most uh, probably when we were training yes you were you were sore and it was nice to like just mentally take a break like just sit and melt into a sofa a bit yeah 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 100 percent. and that's that's kind of what i was saying is like i've been so busy recently that like having the odd bit here and there now feels different than it did before where I think you that's know, what that's what makes it nice, you know. It's yeah, like, oh, hundred uh, percent. It's like a reward. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if uh, you and I love a McDonald's cheeseburger, but if I had them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, be shit. Fuck them. I don't know if it would be. Like, I know, actually. I'm, uh, as, I'm say, <laughs> as I'm saying these words, <laughs> like, no, actually, no, it, it would be. I know. What you but mean. you know what I mean. Like, it's nice because you get it every so often. It's when you stop choosing to do it and you just start doing it, that's when the enjoyment goes. It's when it starts yeah. becoming like a choice that you make. Like, I might have a beer tonight. I might well, have it's, a spliff it's, tonight. It's when it you know? becomes habitual, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I know, like, we're not going to go into the, the chemical addiction, blah, 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 nonsense uh, on that side of it, but it definitely can become a habitual addiction. Like, it's, anything can yeah. become a habitual addiction. Oh, 100%. Like, um, I was addicted to being high, and I'd, I'd convinced myself as well because I had, like, because my anxiety was really bad at the time, whatever, you fall into the trap where a little bit of it helps, and then you go, oh, but that little bit helped, and then so I'm gonna smoke a, a little bit, yeah. and then you go, you know, oh, I'm now not as high as I was, so I need to smoke a bit more, and then you just end up... I've like, been through like, six pounds of it today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you convince yourself that, like, you need it, and I needed to not need it for a long time before I realized that I could actually even enjoy it at all again. Um, and know, heroin's better. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, yeah. much better. Not injecting, just to be puff. Yeah, just, just a, a puff, puff of heroin. Um, it's like all things, everything in moderation. 
but I think uh, I think that the fighters definitely should be allowed to avail of it, and it's been frustrating to see fighters, you know, Nate Diaz obviously being the famous one where it's like literally lost his career over a bit of fucking weed. Nick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. That was disgusting. We want to ban him for five years. Fuck right off. Yeah, for smoking a spliff. Yeah, although I do love that. Oh, who was it? He fought. Was it Gumi in Pride? And like the yeah, measure, yeah. in the measure his metabolites afterwards, and he must have been on a fucking spaceship to the moon <laughs> during the fight, and he still yeah. won. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the thing though about weed is that like, you know, it you can perform it. You can, and like if well, you no, were like, it's going back to the thing. I'm sure some, some people, people can't. Yeah, and what you know depends what you're taking how much you're taking what's strain and what this that and the other but there's definitely an argument that you can perform yeah and it's not it's, it's even simpler than that it's like say me and you went out for a drink one night right mm. and we got rode off got completely smashed drinking bottles of whiskey and we're completely ball bag right you head home a fire starts in your house oh you're your useless. wife wakes you up screaming you have to get the baby out of the house. You'd be, you mean you'd be fine, but like it'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Let's say we had a night where instead of that we sat and we got smoked weed until you couldn't smoke it anymore, and you yeah. had the same scenario. You'd be up out of bed and with the kid in your arms running out the door. You know. Oh yeah. Probably There's running like, uh, faster than I ever. Could. Yeah. <laughs> further. Oh my, God, my lungs I've been are running just, for yeah. twelve miles. <laughs> yeah. There is like a. I don't think it affects your inhibitions in the same way. I don't think like no. you smoke weed and then all of a sudden we make bad decisions. But I think yeah, everybody's I think, I made think, a bad decision. I, yeah, drunk. I think lots of that though is just like you know media perception. Like you don't smoke and then turn into Shaggy from Scooby Doo instantly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what people true. think. Like, oh my god, it's completely inebriated. True, true. Um, so. Yes, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think it's a good thing overall that that these sorts of studies are now coming out and people can it's just a, start it's, to make their own decisions yeah. on it. And it's just, it's another tool to use. It's a benefit, so why not? Yes, well, because USADA, but they're slackening on it, so... But they, I think they only test for, is it 48, night. 48 yeah. hours either way? So, we have uh, a couple of listener questions. Before um, we move on to that, though, Sergeant Slaughter, THE Sergeant Slaughter, followed us on Twitter this morning. Yeah, I saw that. That I was a weird moment. I don't know how that happened. No, because we didn't follow him or anything like that. But THE Sergeant Slaughter? What? I don't even know how that... Well, I mean, that's weird, because like, the other one that we have as well, and it still baffles me, is like Forrest Griffin follows us on Twitter. Yeah, but so. that's kind of more understandable. Like he's been on, we've chatted to him. It's about MMA, but that's Sergeant Slaughter. That's yeah, don't know how it happened. Did you prefer him as a good guy or nah? When he turned his back on America, when Colonel Mustafa, America <laughs> had to be. That was had to be. Like, I'm not even American. That's that was pretty hard being. We felt it. But so, I'm sure if he was here, he would tell you to like, subscribe, and share. And that's an order. Yeah, that's an order. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, like if you are 
not following us on Twitter, you know, I mean, Forrest Griffin is. So what the fuck are you doing with your life? Well, you think you're better than Forrest Griffin? That's what I'm hearing. Um, <laughs> but we do have some listener questions. So uh, at Azza, A-Z-Z-A, under slash W20 tweets. And he says, hey, guys, be interested in your thoughts on the smaller cage, just the pros and cons of each cage. I like how the smaller cage gives you less space, it creates more action, but the bigger cage allows for more strategy. First, I echo these sentiments. Yes. Second, having sparred in smaller environments and sparred in bigger environments, I can attest to how little room there actually is. I think a lot of people watching are probably like, oh, it looks all right. It's that cage disappears fucking fast. Yes, it does. <laughs> fast. Because, I mean, even when we were sparring in the boxing ring and then you get into the MMA cage and you're like, fuck, you could... You'd run laps around this. Yeah, thing. the boxing ring seems really small. Yep. When you're in there, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the first time you spar in the cage, is the cage we spar in? Would it be the smaller size? Yeah. The black one. No, the the one at IFS. The, no, that's the big cage. That's the same size as the the regular. UFC yeah. Yeah, that's the twenty. Is it twenty six foot or whatever? Yeah, that's big. It feels big as well when you're in it. It feels yeah. like a big open space. Yep. Um, yeah, and the smaller cage just eats away quick. I like the smaller cage. Like it, it's, I suppose it's recency bias because we've had a couple of really good fights in it. But I mean, at the same time, we've had lots of world class, excellent fights in the big cage. Um, I would like to see all heavyweight fights take place in the small cage. Yes, and I believe uh, Daniel Cormier has already said that uh, Stipe needs his wrestling shoes because that single leg is going to be there in that small cage the entire time. Apparently Stipe refusing to fight in it. <laughs> this will be one of the negotiating tactics. but cannot can understand why. Yeah. Um, well, just look at uh, Blades and Volkov. Ain't a whole lot of room to get away when you've no. got that monster chasing you with that wrestling. Um, it's been really good. I've really enjoyed the last, you know, the Apex events. I think they've really pushed the action. Um, I don't know if I'd agree that just because there's a bigger space, you know, you have to use more tactics. I think you're just, they're different tactics. Um, do you know what I mean? It can like change your style rather than enhance it. I think it's it also it's subjective because I think it just suits everyone differently. Yeah, I think the style uh, for Cormier is definitely much more suited to the um, to the smaller cage. There's no two ways about it. So I think that the cage definitely does play a role, and I think. <laughs> I think a lot of people, what like more casual fans, you know, probably know there's a different size cage, but perhaps don't understand how insane a difference it makes. Obviously, there's plenty of people listening to this podcast who I'm sure know full well, um, so don't want to come across like a patronizing asshole. But having been inside a cage, the different, even being inside uh, the place we used to train had the small cage, and even just being inside that, standing on it, you're like mm. fucking hell. This is oh, so yeah. small. You know, it's a completely different feel. And, you know, that cage disappears super quickly, especially if you're wanting to stick and move. 
you run out of places to move very very quickly i like the circular cage i think the best you know the bellator one yeah i think i just prefer to have the rounded walls i think there's less well i don't know like i'm not one of these people who's like oh i don't like cage work or being held against it and stuff but i just think unless you can have a completely you know unless you can have a completely open fight area where walls aren't uh an issue um then i think the rounded one works better but it's just my personal preference same same um our other question uh was from friend of the podcast and friend of myself uh cara um cara i'm just going to find her uh question now uh cara malloy so it's uh, at c-a-r-a-m-o-l-l-o-y said one very important one why in sweet living christ is dan fucking hooker 800 pounds for a hello in cameo i went down a rabbit hole with connor mcconnell one which is her boyfriend and the loveliest dude uh, and fuck's sake clay guida is 30 quid has hooker been inducted already or is he insane food for thought guys food for thought um, that does seem very expensive for Dan Hooker. I think paying anyone to say fucking hello to you is expensive. This is true. Um, I don't get it. I would only get them to do something stupid. And even then it feels just like prostitution adjacent because I'd be paying you to do something degrading. Yeah. And who's yeah. coughing up 800 sheets for Dan Hooker to talk to them? I have no idea who's paying anything for Dan Hooker to talk to them. I don't know for eight for eight hundred dollars. What would you what would you expect Dan Hooker to do? <sighs> At least play with my balls. Whoa, going sexual. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? You got to get something out of it. Is that something you'd want? That's something no. you would pay eight hundred dollars for? No, no, no. I thought he was paying me eight hundred dollars. <laughs> That's a very weird situation where Dan Hooker contacts okay, you. Please, man. Please, please man. I'll pay you 800 to play with your balls. 800. I'll give you 800. 800. I've just, um, I'm going on Cameo now. I want to see. Oh, you can get everyone. This is really weird. I've never been on this before. What? You can get Flavor Flav for £207 to, I don't know. I don't know. What the fuck? What do they do? Do they just I, th- I think they give you like a personalized message. To be honest, though, flavor flavor for two hundred pounds, bit of a bargain. I just one. I'm. I don't know who the fuck half of these people are. Uh, athletes. Here we are. Forty-one pounds fifty. Randy Couture. I I would want Randy to sing something to me for that money. Or give you a Tito spanking for eight hundred pounds. Eight hundred pounds or dollars. I would expect an original song. One hundred and forty-five pounds to get Michael Rappaport. Hundred and twenty-four fifty for Brett Hart. What? I'm gonna get myself a birthday message from him, <laughs> dude. Damn straight, dude. Jerry from Parks and Rec. One hundred and twelve pounds. Forrest Griffin. Only thirty-seven thirty-five. That's oh. cheap. Oh, dude, I found one for you. And I wish I had known about this for your birthday. Sixty-two twenty-five. 
Mick Foley. Get out of here, man. Ida jizzed my tits. I think... I don't know how long he'll talk to you, but that rate's not great, but I would pay it to get him on the show. (laughs) I reckon you could get Mick Foley on the show. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, he's not our remit. Oh, I've clicked into the athletes page. There's First of all, there's like 40... No, there's 84 pages of athletes to go through. Bruce Buffer. How much... Hold on. I'm going to shout... I'm going to give you names. This is the game. Okay. I'm going to give you names and you're going to guess how much they are. So stop looking them up. Because okay. I can see the reflection in your glasses. Yeah, well, I'm I'm on the UFC page, so there's no... Right. Bruce Buffer. 100 pounds. Wrong. Way off. Uh, 200. Closer. 300. You've gone too high. 247 pounds, 50 pence. 248 pounds, 17 pence. Very close. <laughs> that, was, that was remarkably close, but yeah. fucking hell. Like, that's yeah. a lot of money. Uh, let me see who else. Uh, don't know a whole bunch of these people. I assume they're NFL <laughs> players. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking through the UFC ones, right? <laughs> Johnny Walker, who, by the way, lovely man. We spoke to him for free. Yeah. Um, 33 pounds, right? How much is it to to get Shanna Dobson? Uh, 12 pounds. 8 pounds and 30 <laughs> pence. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dolph hilarious. Lundgren is here. How much for Dolph Lundgren? I'd say 80 quid. Nah. Oh, no, you're way on. That's Ivan Drago. You're well underselling him. 300. Nah, 207. Do you know what? For like, for the size of celebrity. I that... bet you, you literally get like a, for 210 pounds there, you literally get a, hi, how, happy birthday. Bye. <laughs> you can get JJ French, the guitarist from Twisted Sister, for sixty quid. This is so weird. This is like, oh my god! You can get Chris Hansen from The Catcher Predator for forty quid. Oh, you could have so much fun with that, couldn't you? I was just thinking yeah. that's like for your birthday. Be like, hi, what are you here for? Yeah, no, you this little girl's yeah, not. You get, you know, you do it to your mates. You'd like surprise birthday party. You'd come in and like you'd have the MacBook set up. Or something, and it just starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, some of these are hilarious. Spencer Pratt. Who? Oh, the dude from the yeah, hills. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Brett Favre. James Haskell, seventy quid. What? You can get Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. Kyle Troop, famous pro bowler, only twenty pounds. Dude, you know I dude. love the bowling. Yeah, you love the bowling. You can get James Vanderbeek. <laughs> This is so weird. This is Danielle like Core, Tori Wilson, the wrestler. Yeah, it's getting dangerous now. John C. McGinley from Scrubs, two hundred and fifty quid. He's dear. How much for smiling Sam Alvey? Thirty. Sixteen. Cheap. <laughs> Tito. Now, uh, paying Tito anoth- to, to say anything is a waste of money because he'll just gargle it at you. 40 quid. <laughs> 125. That's dear. I'd like to get Tito on just to troll him. Well, now that you've said this, you can't. You've given the game away. That's true. Well, I, I, would gen- I would gen... I know, like, he gets a lot of heat for his political views, and we'll leave it at that because we're not a political show, but... 
he's still friggin' Tito Ortiz. I would still like to talk to him about MMA. Yeah, yeah, same. But I would troll him when I was doing it. Just a wee bit. Uh, who else is on Cameo? Felicia Day. This is weird. So is Cameo.com now like all these celebrities' pimps? Yeah, basically. It feels like you're just scrolling through a catalogue. It's really the, weird. The pricing's all over the place. Like, it really is. Who says? Do, do you set your own pricing? The you must do. Because I'm looking at it, right? Like, Jeremy Roenick, who is a... He was a famous ice hockey player in the 90s. been retired for probably 20 years. It's 166 quid. It's like, that's 166 pounds I can put towards Dolph Lundgren. Thank you very much. That's very true. Lindsay Lohan. 250 quid John yeah. Lovitz she needs the money for crack though Kevin terms. O'Leary from the Shark Tank is a grand blood he's you gotta cool know. hard G you gotta know your price someone yeah. will pay it oh my god Dee Dee Khan who's the actress that played the one with the coloured hair in Greece. she's right. 60 quid <gasps> oh my god Tyron Woodley is on this I am gonna get him to sing you some sort of Christmas message Falling in and out of love with exactly. you. Forty nine pounds. Buster actually, Douglas is on here. That's sick. The man who stopped Tyson. That Crazy. is dope. That's Some of them I'm kinda like, who the frig would ever want to hear from these people? Butterbean. Butterbean. Joseph Parker. Larry Holmes, blood. Shannon Briggs. Let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. Yeah, well, I mean, how many let's go, champ requests is that guy getting? All of oh, them. I don't think you need to request that. I think that just comes. That's just, yeah, you'd like, what do you want me to say? I like, I just say what I say. Someone just records it. <laughs> it's so good that they have this. I love it. So thank this you, is, Cara, yeah, for this the is question. Just, this <laughs> and open also, up, open up my world. Like, Tim Sylvia is on here. Yeah. Clay Guida. Ken Shamrock. It's crazy. Wonder. Yeah. Oh, someone. Mario Cantone from Sex and the City. I've never even seen him in my life. Don't lie. Three points. You love Sex and the City. I have seen Sex and the City. I remember being a child. Well, maybe the child sounds bad. A l- Oh yeah, you got the sea boobs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you were like, "Sex." You saw it in the TV guide. This is before like you get info. It you're like, "Sex in the city, late I'm night, Channel that. Four. I am watching that. Ch- tuning into that. Oh, this is disappointing. This Same is with disappointing. Housewives. Oh yeah, this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, Robert Frank. Who the hell's that YouTube comedian? Apparently, a YouTube comedian. Like, I'm sorry if your career is on YouTube. I am not paying for you to talk to me. <laughs> um, Devon Dudley, I would. I just want him. Oh no, I need Bubba. I need Bubba to tell me to get the tables. This is ridiculous. There is. A, I am just. I'm shocked at how many people are on it. There's a Donald Trump impersonator, and it's a hundred and fifty quid. What? I'm looking at Rikishi, and he's only ninety. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I tell Ridiculous. you what, if you're if you're a good impersonator, this is this would be a tasty side Wouldn't income. It just or just like recorded audio messages. Oh, there's Christian the wrestler, seventy pounds. Billy you Gunn, Ray Mysterio, gamers, Montel gamers? Jordan. That's so, all right, I'm going out of athletes. 
just getting sidetracked this podcast has been hijacked now we're just we're just i mean to someone listen we're probably we're just calling out names now names and numbers uh comedians they're all terrible yeah there's like zero good ones oh you can do it by show as well so there's like the office who's tiger king are you serious <laughs> the office who can i get from the office Ah, no one good. Well, you can get... um, So, from Parks and Rec, you can get uh, Jay Jackson, who's purred, purred happily. Oh, what? You can get him for 50 I am reading your name right now, is what Uh, I'm doing. (laughs) You can get Alison Becker, who played Shauna Mulway-Tweep. Okay. She's she's 20 quid, which is pretty cheap. And then Jim O'Hare, who plays Gary or Jerry, depending on what season you're watching, he's a hundred quid. That's that seems pretty steep. That's it. That's a pretty big show. It's pretty cult. Yeah, but but you're right. It does seem steep. I wonder who is the most expensive. I wonder of them all. I wonder who the biggest one. Like as in who yeah. Well, so, the... so going back to the original question, Dan Hooker's charging eight hundred pounds for this. Yeah. Nah, it's, yep. it, he's getting no business. Oh. 830, to be precise. Jeez. He's got Is there himself. a way I can... Like, who's the most expensive? And it takes him four days to respond. So, that means you're paying £208, roughly. £207. £208 per day. Per day. For him to come back with, like, ten do, seconds of something. That is so fucked up. Let's sign up to it. We can enroll as talent. It's I, a shame that you we'll can't start just a, We'll start sort. with a price really low. Like, I don't know, three pounds for us to you say can, anything. You can book Zoom calls with celebrities. Oh, there's, there's a section called Celebrating Black Excellence. And they have... I think that's probably where we would enroll... Well, like, I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't heard of the the initial people that they have listed in that. Well, um, that's because you're not celebrating black excellence. Sh- Sean T. Who's a You've never heard expert. of Sean T? Tracy Thomas. Sean T is hip-hop abs, you yuts. Right, sorry. Tommy, that's, why you, that's why you don't have hip-hop abs, like moi. Arthur Moots and a guy called Sinbad. Like I Sinbad? Don't you don't know Sinbad? No. The comedian? From no. the nineties? No. Right, we need to wrap this up and get you educated. Yeah, Flavor Flav, Ernie Hudson, I know there. Oh right, we're celebrating Black Excellence. The seventh ranked person is Jay Jackson, who is purred happily. Purred happily. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. COVID nineteen relief campaign. Dean Norris, who was Hank and Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. One hundred and sixty six pounds. very weird i don't know if I like it i think it's just you're hoeing yourself out it's you essentially just, are i'll say something for money flat where's out where's creepy. your self-worth yeah flat out creepy as we can well, see their self-worth it's right there on their picture I yeah, there is how much it is that is how much your it's kind of weird that you're saying oh fuck elijah woods here i'd get him i get bilbo baggins oh no sorry frodo baggins <laughs> <laughs> to uh wish me a happy birthday i wonder how much money it would take for him to like read me the book oh fuck 
that'd be my idea of a nightmare but uh i think with that we'll probably wrap up the show so obviously if you don't follow us on twitter at super at mma show get on with it you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash superadmma. Uh, email us, show at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us with Smoke Signal, Carrier Pigeon. Obviously, follow us on Instagram, all that good stuff. Please make sure if you enjoy the podcast, you leave a review on iTunes. It would mean a lot to us. And uh, tag uh, any of your friends or post this podcast to any of your friends that you think would enjoy it. Uh, other than that, we'll be back next week. If you have more questions, let us know. Anything else that you wish to add, Brother Mel? keep watching the skies deep deep until next week peace peace